0: All right, guys. Um, so we're starting. Um, we don't have. We gotta have an intro. by God. Um, welcome to the Southern Arrow Podcast. I don't, I don't know. We gotta have something though. just starting is not going to work for me. No. We gotta figure it out. All right. Um, but episode number two of the Southern Arrow Podcast is now officially begun. Um, I am your host, number one, Cliff Cannon. Um, I have host number two. I don't know which one of y'all that is, but one of y'all say something. Lee Duet. All right. And I got host number three. Wayne Nations. The long-awaited arrival of Wayne Nations. Finally back. Man, it feels like we're always, you know, that, what's that song? Waiting always on waiting Wayne? on Wayne. Waiting on Wayne. It's just, man, <laughs> oh man, oh man. It does happen. <laughs> Look, it's been, and this is tough, guys. So um, to tell you how devoted we are to actually doing this and getting this off the ground, this is the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, Wayne's been gone for what 10 days 12 days 12 days um, so his wife is super super happy with me and Lee right now because we drug him away to come to Lee's house so we could sit in the trophy room and we could talk about our we could talk about a uh, hunting um, when he should be catching up on time with family so mm-hmm. we want to acknowledge to your I don't know your wife's name but Amanda Amanda we appreciate it Amanda. Amanda you're gonna hear this one day and we want you to know how much we appreciate you um, and we will somehow make it up to you no no, we won't
1: <laughs> you can <bring laughs> we won't you can bring us some elk sausage,
0: yeah, we'll bring her something to eat or something, like that. so yeah, you're gonna hear some smacking, you're gonna hear some pops tops. um, you're gonna hear some bottles clank because we are going to sit here and eat elk sausage and drink beer um, and talk about our trips um, so this one is going to be titled uh
1: hey. It's your, it's okay, tit- uh,
0: we're going to entitle this uh, "Cliffs Public Land Illinois Adventure." Uh, I don't know. For a, okay, yeah, that's no, no, that's not a good. One. I, I, I went hunting in, in Illinois, and I killed a deer. That, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's what it'll be titled. It'll be entitled okay. that. Um, so that's what we got so far. Um, so because I'm telling the story, man, I don't want to host it. So y'all got to get in here because it, it that's not going to sound right if I'm just telling the story and y'all are on the right side. So I'm going to a piece of sausage and so one want y'all talk.
1: Well, so, uh, I mean, how did it start out? I mean, you just planned this on just on a whim or you had like a buddy tell you about this, this, you know, public land or you did research or tell us a little about you know, a little bit well, about it.
0: All right. So I guess we'll have to start with how I met him mm-hmm. i told you that
1: last week we were talking about it
0: and i'm sorry look we're still figuring out this getting the mic positioned and all this other stuff too so bear with us um so about uh i think that, well this summer it'll be two years have gone by then so i was at uh i was at murray's or murphy's at walmart mm-hmm. and i'm going i'm in line to get gas and there's this truck in front of me you know Every damn time I go in there, there's a truck in front of me, so I don't really pay it a lot of attention. <laughs> well, this guy had a like a uh, window screen on the back glass, um, and it's it was a it was like a it was a bow hunter, but he was dressed like the Grim Reaper, you know, with the hood and yeah. the skull face, and he's got his bow drawn, and he's you know a couple of different scent companies, or you know he's you know on a couple of promotional teams, and I look down and he's oh this dude's from freaking Illinois. So, he was getting out, getting ready to pump gas, and I was like, I, stuck my, I rolled my window down. I'm like, hey, man, what's up, dude? Hi, I'm Cliff, you know? He must said, have been, like, going to, to like,
1: where they They were coming
0: back from um, the coast. They had been down to New Orleans or something uh, for, they like, were vacation. Probably doing a show. Oh. No, they were doing vacation. Okay. okay. It was him and his family. So, his whole family was loaded up in the truck, and I rolled the window down. I'm like, man, what's up, dude? I'm You know, you from Illinois? You know, I see you're a bow hunter, man. I'm a bow hunter, you know? And I just struck up a conversation with him. I had no intention of going to Illinois, you know, to hang out with him. I just struck up a conversation, you know. They're sitting there pumping gas. I mean, well, I'm sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Why not, you know. So I got out of the truck, and we sit there, and we're, we're talking, you know. And we talked, man, I don't know, for 10, 12 minutes. And uh, he's like, I was like, yeah, dude, if you ever want to, you know. He's, I said, have you ever been down here? He said, no, I've never been down here. And we're talking about deer hunting and stuff like that, you know. And I said, man, you need to come down here and experience, like, a, a South Mississippi rut. I said it ain't like up there. It's Absolutely a little different, not. but you need to come experience. I said, and the great thing about it is, it happens way after y'all's. And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, our rush not till January." He said, "Man, our season's pretty much done." Yeah, they snow you in by January. Yeah, he said, "Yeah, we you know, hunt you coyotes." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, "Man, dude, I give him my card. Of course, give him my business card." And I said, "Hey, you know, give me a call. You know, or you know, reach out to me." I said, "Man, we'll try to get you hooked up. Man, you can come back in the wintertime. I got a place you can stay you know you can come over here you know tax a tax couple hundred dollars you can try to kill you a couple deer you know and he was like yeah man no problem man i appreciate that well you know i didn't really necessarily expect to hear from him again but uh so his name is uh we call him michael leroy on facebook he's michael leroy that's his middle name cut right is his last name well a month or so goes by and mike's i get a message from a guy you know i don't know it's you know he's like hey man this is mike you know just wanted to reach out and say hi you know and we started talking. So we just, you know, we text back and forth every now and then we'd call each other every now and then just talk, you know, and then of course comes, he, he didn't come in January. He was working, you know, his schedule, he had already taken vacation time, this, that, and the other. And he says, uh, you know, I can't come. He said, man, you should come and, and, and do a Illinois hunt with me. And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> do you have <laughs> to twist my arm? In? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd love to go, you know? So we started talking and I mean, at the same time, you're you're getting this. You're not necessarily thinking, you know, That it's is gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah, you know. But anyway, uh, so yeah, we're our, but our you know our conversations just got you know we more, and more we talk a couple times a month now. You know, just text back and forth. Um, and he's killed some really nice deer up there. You know, they don't kill a lot of deer up there. First off, they don't have the deer like we, we have. You know, one no, point two million, one point eight million, however many millions of deer we got. You know, and then their seasons are different. Um, and God damn oh, – dang, I don't say that word. <laughs> their deer are so much bigger than ours, they don't require a lot more. I mean, it's not like you're killing – you know, their does are as big as
1: our bucks. Those deer are big. Yeah, I've killed there. I've killed Midwest does that – I didn't put a scale on them, but I knew you, they were he 170, killed, He killed, a, he killed pounds. A, he killed a doe
0: that she was easily 170 yeah. pounds, 175 pounds. No doubt. Dressed. I think I'm talking about dressed.
1: I yeah, mean, she big. was freaking big. Yeah, that's real you big. You know? Yeah, I we mean, were
2: looking back at some pictures from past – you know Illinois trips today and just looking at the size of the does. Oh, it's crazy how big do. they are. It's I unreal. mean they're gigantic. And you in all, you don't just go grab one and drag it out. No, so.
1: it ain't just, like here where you throw a rope around her neck and haul butt. You no. know, it's a different no. breed of deer, man. And it, it, and I mean. Is it, The deer you killed, was that your first Midwest deer? That's my first Midwest deer, yeah. How thick are, the, like, the hair? Honestly? Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, they're, it's, they're a lot hairier, yeah, yeah, of it's course. Co- it's colder up there, yeah. so they got to have I mean, have they have to, hair. but it's crazy yeah. the difference in the hair thickness on Midwest deer to southern Just deer. Just total overall size. I mean, you know,
0: and these deer, it's not like they're, uh, they're not living in a grain field. This is public land. I mean, they don't. They're living in big hardwood bottoms and mm-hmm. river bottom, and you know, and now there's a bunch of CRP on this place uh, where where I went. But I mean, it's not like they're living on. They're not eating. Um, they're they're not eating the soybean field every night. You know, gorging on soybean leaves at twenty seven percent protein. They're they're nat. They're, they're wild. You know, deer. That's like down here, and yeah. if you go into the forest, you know, like where I took you. Those deer don't have, you know, they don't have agricultural fields to get big in. They just get, there's a lot of natural forage, but there's plenty high in protein, you know, and, and they get plenty big enough without it, but yeah, big body deer, <laughs> especially. Well, I mean, so back to where, you know, me and him are just, you know, we're just talking, you know, about it. And then the um, pandemic hits, you know, and everybody, and he, so he lost his job, you know, and he ain't got a job, you know, and, and I'm thinking, man, this could get bad for everybody, you know. Um, And so we didn't, we sort of scrapped all the plans for last year. You know uh, we sort of had plans to do you know him come Mm -hmm. up and you know him i wanted him to come first honest to god i really wanted him to come down here first and then if i got a chance to go up there great but i really wanted him to come down here yeah it's always better to have the guy like (laughs) that way you feel like you know yeah i i didn't i didn't want him to feel like i was only his friend so i could go hunting in illinois
1: you Mm -hmm. know
0: not that it it would i mean i can go hunting without him He's just a really good guy, and I enjoyed his company, and we just really have got a great relationship now. So, you know, I made a lifelong friend that day in Walmart. I mean, at, a, well, at Walmart. We were at the, ga, at the gas station, you know, and we've just sort of hit it off since then. He'll send me pictures. I sent you that picture. I mm-hmm. uh, sent you oh, yeah. uh, that freaking Megalodon, yeah. you know. That's, you know, like right down the road from this place.
2: Potentially know? a 200-inch digger. it. 80s for sure i
0: would think at least i mean i'm not i not like i've seen a lot of 80s class deer you know
2: i've seen but,
1: 80
0: inch deer <laughs> <laughs> no crap right plenty of them but i mean that's just a big deer you know yeah uh, so it is um and they kill some they kill some really nice deer uh not necessarily always on the place that i hunted but you know in the areas Yeah, around at least you know now. they're there they're, they're there there's plenty of them there well, anyway, so uh, we, we scrapped all the plans for last year just because of the pandemic and all the things that were going on. Nobody could really, you know, get around and do anything. Um, so this year he, you know, he messaged me in the spring. He's like, dude, you, you need to come up. And I was like, man, I, you know, i was sort of the same thing. I was like, I'd really rather you come first. He's like, no, nope, dude, I you know, even if I can come, it'll be January. I want you to come up and go bow hunting with me. So I'm like, all right, when do we want to do it? And he's like, you know, you tell me and, and I'll work my schedule he works for Lowe's. So his schedule is really sort of like, he works um, like five days on, two days off, but, or he might work three days on, two days off, and then five days on, two days off. So he's got, like, he'll be off during the week, but he said, I mean, you tell me when you're coming, I'll take vacation. Yeah, and, and you're said, pretty
1: flexible too, as
0: far as. I do have yeah. the, the luxury mm-hmm. of working for myself. I do have the luxury of, of that flexibility, you know. That helps
1: a lot, man, because you can pay attention to the weather. You know, you can still kind of well, narrow down within a week or two, but you can, you know, I, if you got to postpone it for two or three days because it's hot as hell, I almost did
0: that. I really almost did because it was hot as hell while we were there. I really came close to doing that, but he had already missed like so. His son had COVID, so he missed the the week before. He couldn't work, and then he had then he had vacation. And I just didn't want to put him in any more. You know, I didn't want to put him out any. I guess is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. So I I just decided. You know what? I'm just going to stick with my seventh through the 14th. And of course, you know I'm pull up deer cast you know and it's like bad 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 i'm like dude, it's gonna be horrible deer hunting in in the midwest highs 62 65 67 and i'm like man it's gonna suck you know they're not gonna move worth a crap and they didn't for for three of the five days that i was there they did not move well but at the end you know it it worked out but um yeah hot weather does shut their movement just like it does here you know, it's no different. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all seen that here. You oh, know?
2: absolutely. I mean, it's just the weather affects them so much. Yeah. You talk, I want to eat this piece of sausage.
1: <laughs> Good, man. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard to stop eating it. <laughs> We're having they Thank God I killed an elk because, I mean, if it was a deer, I'd have been out of the sausage already as much as we cook this. Really? Mm-hmm. I cook, like, on a grill probably three, two times a week. Mm-hmm. What kind is that? That's um, pineapple pepper jack pineapple. from Dwight's and Raymond. Well, it's good. Good shit. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah, sauces break. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a city host. That's all I can tell you. Anyway, oh, that's fine.
2: <laughs> with the, uh, I mean, with the weather warm like that, I mean, you want to cancel? But like you said, you, you did, wanted, man. With... I was
0: like, you know, I was really contemplating telling him, like,
2: hey, man, I'm going to skip like the first, you know,
0: I was supposed to be there on the seventh and hunt the eighth through the uh, through the thirteenth, and I'd leave in the morning of the fourteenth. And I started telling him, hey, man, I'm going to. Hold off, come a couple of days late, you know. But I'd already booked a room, you know, and so I had other things that were, you know, going to hinder me um, and stop me from being able to to do it. So I decided I'm just going to suck it up and go. Because one thing for sure, we're talking about historically prime dates for the rut in that's probably in the, the Midwest, best week seven through fourteen. Mm-hmm there's a window there yeah some bucks are going to be with does some bucks are going to be cruising for does. some bucks are going to be without does. i mean you're going to have a lot of different things going on but a lot of your does are going to be coming in so you're going to have an opportunity right there so <clears throat> excuse me so i said wait i'm just going to suck it up and i'm going to go so loaded it up jumped in the truck two o'clock in the morning and you know all my stuff was ready i I'd, I'd, you know i packed for what it was about ten, 10 hours right at 10 hours yeah. to get up there so yeah so this place we were hunting at, he had never hunted. Um, he'd hunted around it. He'd hunted like he hunts. He hunts private ground nearby, and he's like, "Man, I've never." Uh, he said, "I don't really don't know anything about this place." So when he told me that, like back in March, man, I was instantly map scouting, and uh, I use the Hunt Stand app. I showed it to you mm-hmm. the other day. I yeah. religiously use that app. Onyx is good. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, people it's who just are what you're you used know, to it, it's like what it's a I like. Personal preference. It's a personal preference. So I can. I got a map. Man, I got a map for Illinois. I got one for the my deer hunting lease. I've got one for Nebraska. I've got one for Kansas. I've got one for Texas where I go exotic hunting. I mean, I got maps, you know, and I can just go pull that map up and I got all my waypoints saved, you know, all these different things. So I, did, I did a ton of, of research. Looking at uh, terrain features, you know, looking for
1: remote areas, you know. Um, but it was mostly like big hardwood, like hardwood timber you was hunting in?
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's a little bit of both. So, the the flat the ridge tops are all fields, almost all of them. I mean, you get some that you go down in there. I need to move up a little bit. So you get some. You go down. You know, like if you get off the ridge, you might walk down the hardwood ridge and you get into a big old bottom. But most of the most of the ridge tops are, are farmland. We'll call it. you know they're, they're they're fields. Now a lot of it over there is CRP. Um, I didn't see any from where I was hunting and where I spent the majority of my hunt, which is just, you know, a small, a small part of that entire property. Um, but I'd sort of picked out the area based off of accessibility. Um, there was only one way in, one way out. You know, the, the furthest you could go was about two and a half miles all the way to the back. And that was a, that's all the way to the back, you know, about two, two and a half miles. And that was straight line distance, not that far, but if you walk the trails, you know, mm-hmm. walk the roads in, that's, that's how you, cause you know, they have a, They have a road cut around the field edges, you know, so you might walk 300 yards, and you got to take a 90-degree turn, and you walk 100 yards, and you turn back, you know, so just as you follow the field edge. Uh, It made for easier walking. You want to cut across the field? Yeah, you could probably cut your distance down some, but then you're fighting the tall grass and all that stuff, so it's just easier to walk the roads. But about two miles, maybe two and a half is as far, and that's as far as you can go. That's all the way to the river. And you're not, I mean, you weren't going to the river anyway because you dropped off that ridge in that hardwood bottom, you wasn't going to the river. Dude, that was just, I mean, it's as gnarly and nasty as any cutover you'll find in southwest Mississippi. Different terrain. I mean, the the, the vegetation's different, you know. But just it's a... Thick m- and nasty. My God, is it a nasty mess in there. That's why them deer get big, because they live in there on them river bottoms, mm-hmm. where you can't go in there, you know. And then you have bad winds. You know, winds consistent up on the ridges. Yeah, You get down is. in that bottom, yeah, and it that swirls. Swirling, it it's It's going though. all over the place, mm-hmm. you know. You got all kind of issues, so... So anyway, so I picked out this area, and, and when I got there, of course, you know, I went and got my license. My license was $544, I think, was the total amount. So I think that's a very reasonable amount of money. That's a buck and a doe tag. I didn't worry about I wasn't worried about a doe from the get-go, but that would have been a buck and a doe tag. You know, I could kill one of each. Um, and I thought that was pretty reasonable for for Illinois bow hunt, you know. Yeah, that ain't bad. That and ain't. then I, I booked a room at the Red Roof Inn, you know, down the road. 20, 30 minutes down the road, you know, uh, so I was all in, all, all I would have, I mean, maximum I would have been in would have been with gas and everything was probably $1,500. I saved a little bit cause I left early. So I, I got a little bit of rebate back on the hotel room, but fifteen hundred two thousand dollars probably for the entire trip you know if Which gas hadn't been no. and if gas hadn't been thanks yeah. joe biden yeah know, <laughs> let's go brandon um <laughs> if it hadn't been for the gas prices you know it probably would have been it would have been you know if gas was like it was last year at a dollar you know at 270 250 mm-hmm.
1: it would have been a whole lot easier you know but the yeah, most, but, but the point being it's not that it's expensive. Not a, it's not an undoable yeah. hunt you can go do a public land hunt in Illinois it, it, for wait, less than $2,000. Yeah, and and that goes for a lot of other states too. I mean, oh, yeah. people like we talked about the last podcast, everybody's scared to leave. You know, they homegrown, you know, they no, don't well want to leave. Get that no, too, yeah, that
2: everybody's scared of failure.
1: Yeah, it is. And they they worried about the cost this and that. I mean, hell, $1,500. I mean, I guarantee you anybody can afford a $1,500 trip if you somewhat budget for it. You forward. put your mind to it. Yeah, you can afford. That's not that much money. That's true. If it's cuz you planning it for a year in advance anyway. You know, and I'll most, say this, I don't know if
0: it's the fear of failure absolutely. I'll tell you what else is I think is an issue for people and it's the it's the unknown.
2: Yeah, you don't know what you're going into. They don't
0: know what they're getting into. They don't know how to plan the logistics or they're unsure of how to adjust, you know how to address logistically, how do I plan for all this? They don't know maybe that you can get on a hunt stand, Pay your $30 a year, I think like that's what I pay for that, $30 a year, and have access to a map of every state in this country, mm-hmm. you know. Do your research, find your public land areas if you want to go public land, you know. Um, and I don't know why you wouldn't, you know, there's it's there, you know. You can go to anywhere, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, there's, Missouri. Ton, there's tons of public. You know, everywhere. there's public land everywhere. You
0: can go, mm-hmm. you know. The only place you can't go on a whim is somewhere that you have to have, like Draw like a Got to draw a tag. So, Iowa, you're looking three to five years. So, start putting your freaking points in, you know, and draw your dream tag in three to five years. And if you want to use an outfitter, great. Or if you want to go public, because there's a ton of public land in yeah, Iowa. It's good public land. I, yeah. Good public well, land.
1: I can draw an Iowa tag right now. I think i got five points. And when I go, when I decide to to use, the, you know, burn mm-hmm. those points, I'm most likely gonna do a public land hunt just for the fact that number one is I'm gonna shoot 135, 40 inch buck, hands down. So I just soon go do that on public land versus, you know, cause I'm not you gonna. Can kill a giant yeah, yeah, it, on yeah. public land. Because you know, there are some guys that I know that that did the public Iowa deal and they said it was phenomenal because most of, most of the guys that do draw the tag, it takes them four or five years, like you said. <clears throat> they end up going on a guy. They're going on hunt. a guided hunt because they yeah, don't want so, to waste the tag. Yeah, so the public ground is really that's not exactly hunting right. much. You know, so I and know me personally – yeah, it's good. Me personally, I'm not going to pass on a 140-inch buck. I'm just not going to do it. So, I, I feel like I can kill that on public land mm-hmm. in Iowa especially just because mm-hmm. it's not pressured. I agree with that. So, that's my plan anyway whenever I decide to do it. Whenever Wayne wants when was- to do it. <laughs>
2: I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not going to draw an Iowa tag anytime soon cause I've, I've never. Have, I think I've built up like seven points. Oh, I've got I got plenty of cushion. I
1: think I got five, but I got five in the last ten or eleven years. I've just been skipping a year. I could have drawn the tag twice mm-hmm. from the time oh, that yeah. I started getting points. I just, you know, how that goes. I mean, yeah. there's so much other shit you just there's want to always do. Something else yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. you
0: do. You have to sort of choose. You know where I want to go. Yeah. You know what I want to do. But anyway, yeah. all right. So get back to where we were. Um um, this is gonna—it's probably gonna sound horrible, guys. Uh, we apologize because we're newbies to all this, so I don't know what I'm listening to. I'm tone deaf. I can't carry a tune in a bucket anyway, so it'll sound great to me.
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me. So um, anyway,
0: um, so after I did all my map research and you know, I got there and we start, you know, getting everything sorted together, um, we're sitting there and I said, uh, "I said, well, I want to go check out a couple of areas." All right. So I pull up my map, you know, and we jump in the truck and we're riding. And I said, all right, let's go look in. So I, you know, got my little blue dot. You know, I'm going down the road. And I, all right, there's a parking area right here. And he'll say, well, there's a parking area over here. He he knew where it was. And we'd go over there, and it's on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, there's a truck there. Okay, well, no problem. We'd park the parking area ten in. You know, we'd go to the next one, parking area. Oh, that's parking area fifteen A. We'd put, I'd put it in my map so I Mm -hmm. knew which one it was. Well, we go on around and we're looking around this area, and I said, dude, what about this area? This is where I really want to go check out. And he's like. I don't think we have access to that. And I said, well, here's what I found on the map. I said, you can go down this road, and you got to go through this park. And he's like, oh. He said, are you, said, are you sure it's not on the park? Because if it's on the park, you can't hunt it. And I said, well, the map boundary says that if you go down the road to the end of the road, the end of the road, the parking area is actually on this area.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. You just couldn't come that in we from can... where y'all were, like, actually? Well, no, you
0: could. So you could. you could drive in through the park. And you go all the way to the back you gotta go way back in there go down this little road and then when you go to the end of it when the parking area was it was at the line so you could if you hunted like on the north side you couldn't hunt on the south side you could it's just a, like a boundary line between public and private you know and mm-hmm. out west you go out there there's a there's a fence can't hunt on that side of it you can hunt on this side of it you know sort of the same thing so we went down in there and there was a truck there so we didn't do anything we just set you know mark the area but i told him i said I, I said i really all my map research you know all the mapping that i've done i said i really really like this area now don't get me wrong there's other areas that are just as good so we decided here our game plan was pretty simple let's go here in the morning see what we see and if we don't like what we see then tomorrow afternoon we're in a new area and if we like what we
1: see then we'll come so back. So you was just gonna go in and kinda scout it the next Yeah, well morning, I just sort of look-
0: wanted to go in and like do a do a do a short hunt, you know. I was gonna go in, hunt a little bit, you know, sort of see what I saw. And that's what we did. So we went in there and just sort of saw what we saw. Um but yeah, so um guys, my sinuses are I don't know. It's all these beer, I guess it's loosening them up. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so um I guess we'll get into the hunt now. I mean, we're, we're proud of that point. So, you know, made the drive, uh, got in the hotel room, everything's done. So the next morning we met up right there. And uh, he said, well, I want to, he said, let's, yeah, let's just go in and now he got a, I hunt out of a saddle and he hunts out of a saddle and we'll get into the whole saddle thing. I love a saddle. I think it's fantastic. It's a tool. It's not the end all be all. There's a lot of different other ways to kill one. I just really like it cause it's mobile and I can just go get in any tree and it's relatively lightweight for,
2: you know, for me. Yeah, you still got to put me through school on one. Mm, more yeah, than happy
0: to try it out. out. I mean, we we'll would pull mine out one day and jump in that dude and you know.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not against it by any means. I just never really been yeah. around it much. I mean, yeah,
0: I mean it's it's a learning curve, like you know, like hanging a lock on. You hunting up a lone wolf, don't you?
1: Yeah. There's a learning curve to getting in there, getting that
0: dude set up properly, getting in that tree safely. You know, it's a learning curve for everything. The only difference is that my platform is half the size of yours, you know, or a third of the size of yours. Mm-hmm. And once your system is developed you're up and in you know so the plan was pretty simple we're just gonna he's gonna go down this way and i'm gonna go down over here so i I was on the map and i said well there's an inside corner right here and i want to go check out this inside corner and if i can find a spot i'll get up in a tree and then sort of see what it looks like so you was hunting the
1: inside corner of like a crp field
0: yeah exactly i was going to go hunt the inside corner of a crp field so we're walking of course you know you use your phone and we're walking down the trail when i got across like, you know, direct due north of where I thought I wanted to be because the wind was sort of pushing out. And the other reason I wanted to hunt this area, one of the main reasons was that whole week we had a wind pushing out of the south, and my entry was from the north, which meant that I had the wind in my favor the entire time. Now, Mm -hmm. if I'd have been hunting um, on a south wind or out of a north wind, that that might not have been a place that I looked at, you know, really hard because I would have been walking with the wind at my back or at my side everywhere I went. You know,
1: yeah, makes sense. But, I mean, but you have to play. You got to. I think playing you to have wind. to. I mean, that's where a lot of people go wrong, in my opinion, Absolutely. is they just want to hunt a spot, yep. mm-hmm. and and the spot might be a really good spot, but if you if you're gonna get winded every time you hunt it, you, yep. it's not a good spot. They want to hunt a spot for regardless. That they they just want to. it's I you know, I call it the box blind syndrome.
0: You know, you go pop up in your box blind to overlook your food plot. And you don't really think about where the wind is blowing. Is it blowing at the food plot? Is it blowing into the bedding
1: area, you know? I mean, and so many want-
2: people do that. I mean they're like, I every time I go the deer smell me. I'm yeah, like, I don't want to or, or,
1: or well, man, a deer was on camera every every evening in the last five days in a row you know, with the cell camera or whatever they got going on, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's finally sat Saturday evening, and they get to hunt it because they've been seeing deer on camera Monday through Friday, and then they get there on a Saturday with a wrong wind, which they don't even pay attention to, and they get in there, and they're like, "Well, oh, motherfucker, what? Mm-hmm. Man, ain't, ain't, you know, because that, that's why. I mean, they, they smell you. but
0: Yeah, they don't understand. I mean, and not to talk down on people, but it's, there, there's a process to entry and exit, you mm-hmm. know. And if you're going to hunt a mature deer, especially a mature deer, you have to have your entry and exit right. Because you really only get one or two opportunities. And for a lot of these deer, you only get one opportunity, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you blow that by letting him wind you hard or, you know, see you in the tree or watch you walk to your stand.
2: He's going to change.
0: That's the end of it, you know. That's the end of it. Yep. So, anyway, um, one soldier down. We'll kill a couple of them tonight. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so. That was one of the main reasons I wanted to get into this area was because I knew I had a good wind the entire time. So I went in uh, that morning, and here's my problem with going in blind, because I call that a blind set, right? I don't know anything about the woods. I'm just going in, getting in a tree, and hoping that I picked a good area when I get up in there. And my track record for blind sets is like one success and 400 failures or something. You know, it never works out for me. It just never does. So I went in there to where I wanted to. So we got to where we wanted to be. I made a right-hand turn or a left-hand turn. I walk across the field. And it's about 50 yards wide at this point. And in places, it's 100 yards, 200 yards wide. Um, and it's probably every bit of 1,000 yards long. Um, I walk across there, and I've got my green light on. And, man, I didn't go 50 freaking yards, and there's some eyes watching me. And I'm like, Yep at least I picked a good area, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm in a good <laughs> area. There's deer in the area. So I just kept walking, you know, I mean, and it was a doe, big doe. God, them does are big, big old doe. And she probably let me get <laughs> every bit of 25 yards from her, and then she just hopped off, you know. And so I had her, you know, could see her really well. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a doe, big body doe, and she hopped off in the woods and was gone. So I found me a little spot I could slip into the woods. And, you know, it's just just like anywhere else. The field edges are a little bit thick. You know, it's got a bunch of stuff in the way. You got to sort of pick your way through it. And then when you get into the hardwoods, I liken those hardwoods to, it's an old growth forest. Man, you can see a mile underneath those oak trees. There's not a beat of undergrowth anywhere. It's just massive towering oaks. And they don't have pine trees, you know. So all they have is oaks and maples and stuff like that. You know, I learned about a shag bark oak.
1: Is that is huh. that one of those hard ass oak trees? They're or?
0: hard, but it's also the, the the bark is just peeling off of it in it's big long like, like layers. Yeah, you don't want to climb it. I can tell you this: you don't want to climb
1: it. Kind of looks like a white oak a little bit, because white uh, oak's kind of got like a little it's flaky. A little
0: bit like that, but uh, the bark is hard. I'm talking about like rock hard. Um, you don't want to climb a shag bark. I don't up. know
1: if I've seen well, one. Well, you're going to see one.
0: one next year. We're going to go up there, and I'm telling you now, you you don't want to climb a shag bark up because your lineman's belt's going to get hung in it constantly you know and it's noisy you don't want to climb it we climbed one just to practice um when i was showing them how to like i was showing mike how to he had just got his saddle and i brought him an old platform so uh, that was one like my gift to him for you know inviting me to go up there i gave him a platform which he has since already ordered a new one because that platform it was heavy i mean it was i hand it was handmade you know a seat of an old of an old client an old tree stand or something Mm -hmm. you know so sort of heavy he ordered him a, a predator extra large he's Said it's awesome, <laughs> so that's what I have. Well, anyway, um, you don't want to climb that. But anyway, so I got in there, um, and it's uh, uh, it's hard to t- it's hard to describe this. When I tell you open, I mean open is is a hard word. It's like there's nothing underneath there. But you don't know where. I mean, what? Why is this tree any better than that tree, or that tree, or that tree? You know. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm looking on the ground, and there's I mean, it's like walking on marble.
1: Acorns like, everywhere. They are everywhere.
0: So it's not like this this tree's better than that tree because, you know, now, you know, like Warren Womack says, you gotta find that feed tree. Not in the dark.
1: Yeah. You know? That's you gotta do that in the daytime. Yeah, do you that when in the you can walk around and look for so, deer shit underneath the tree Yeah,
0: and or... you can look for, you know, you know, and, and like I said, I, I couldn't so I'm very indecisive sometimes about that. So I couldn't decide, do I get in this tree? Do I not get in this tree? What do I do? And I said, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm gonna stay my ass right here till daylight. And then I'm gonna scout a little bit and I'm gonna find an area that has some sign. Because I don't know, I mean, I could've walked by a scrape. I might not have walked by a scrape. I don't know what I just walked by, because it's in the dark and I can only see what my light will show me You know, in a 10 foot radius. So I just decided to wait. And Mike, we were talking about it later, he said, man, I sort of wished I had, because he got in a tree and he's like, man, as soon as I got in the tree, I'm feeling good. Daylight comes, I'm like, I'm in the wrong tree. Pointing the wrong direction, ain't got, you know, hadn't even got a shot. Can't shoot over here. Can't shoot over you there. Think you would
1: have rather like just take an extra day and just scout first. Well, no, like in the daylight. No, or? but
0: I mean, you know, it worked out for me. What I, what I, you know, what I did, and from every day after that, when I went somewhere new, I just came in at gray light, and still hunted in, and then scouted until I found a spot I wanted to hunt, and then got in a tree. You know, so I would sort of like use my morning hunt to make my midday and afternoon mm-hmm. hunts sort of how I did. So that's what I did this time. So I went in. I didn't like where I, I didn't know where I wanted to be. So I waited, get some daylight, came back out to the field edge, walked the field edge, found a bunch of tracks, you know, going in and out. So I went in there, looked around, didn't like what I saw. Uh, it was an okay area, but I didn't feel like it was going to be what I really wanted to see. And then I'm looking at my map on my phone and there's another inside corner around the way. So you go, you know, go out, make a loop, come back to another inside corner so that the field sort of, you know, in and out, in and out. So they're just inside following corner. the yeah, ridge. Yeah, just following the ridge. Exactly, it's following the ridge. And on the back of it, it looked like, and it, on the map, it looked like there was a big green blob right on the back of that field edge on that inside corner. And I thought, I bet you that's like a thicket. If it is, it's going to be a doe bedding area because these woods, I mean, it's hard to bet on that because it's just so wide open. I said, that might be a doe and if And if it's a doe bedding area, there's going to be sign around that. So I start walking. And I ease on up in there, and I get in the woods, and I'm just walking down 50 yards on the downwind side of the of the, th- and it is a thicket, and it's briars, they're briars, they have briars, not like we have briars, but they have briars, but they do have a lot of vines, a lot of brambles, you know, small stuff that grows up, and makes it thick in there. So I'm walking along the edge of it, and I go about 75 yards in there. Sure enough, then there's a scrape tree about six inches. Scrapes just, I mean, there's not as a rub, it's tore up. And I'm like, yeah, and right, I'm starting to see what I'm looking for. I go about 30 more yards. There's another one. 10, 15 more yards past that. There's a big old scrape. And I'm like, okay, I'm in an area that has bucks are using. So they're they're working the edge of this doe bedding area as a travel corridor. So instantly, and my first thought is, you know, start getting ready, you know. Well, let me back up. I'll, I won't back up even further. So when I left out of the first area and I was working my way around, where I'd, I told you I'd found all that I'd found all that deer sign, you know, and I wasn't really sure, you know, uh-huh. um, and I decided not to hunt that. I had a thought. I don't know if y'all ever do this. I have these thoughts, and they're really good thoughts, and they're usually go with something like Cliff. You should get your release out of your backpack and put it in your pocket so that if you saw a deer running a doe during the rut, you'd at already, least have your release with <laughs> you. I already know you. where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had those thoughts (laughs) did you ever follow them yeah Yeah, i never follow them i i I don't know what the hell's wrong with me i never ever freaking do what i should do i swear to god so three or four times i thought to myself man i should just grab you just swing it off your back grab your release because i know right where i got a spot i keep my my, got a thumb release stick it in your pocket then you never know right so i'm sitting there where the scrape and the rubs are and i'm looking for a tree so i'm looking up i'm looking for a tree and i hear thump thump And I look over, and this doe freaking comes out of the gully, and 20 yards, broadside, locks me down, stares at me. Guess what bebops right up behind her? This dude. I swear to God, this dude right here I'm holding in my hands. This dude.
1: So that's the same deer you killed?
0: This is the deer. I am am 99% sure this is the deer. I mean, I got a good look at him, 30 yards, broadside, with my release that's on
1: that's when my... you texted us that, that day. You say, like, son of a bitch, I didn't have my damn release.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm an idiot. Um, I, I love to torment myself. I do. So Follow those uh, little voices.
1: Those little voices,
0: man. If I would just listen to those little voices, you know?
1: This is a good deer. I, I, I'm, I'm really happy with him.
0: Well, anyway, so this... I'm I'm almost 100% sure it's that deer. He bops up on the ridge. He's 30 yards. He is broadside. And he's looking at this doe, and she is staring hard at me, and I am as absolutely fucked as you can be fucked. (laughs) There is no way I'm getting my backpack off my back, getting my release out of my pack, getting an arrow knocked, and shooting this deer. And I would have absolutely shot him the very first day. No doubt in my mind I would have shot that deer the very first day. Anybody would.
1: Well, you, well, maybe we, not Any southern boys. Well, southern boy I, can t- I can tell you from Mississippi and not Louisiana because I ride with my re- release on while I'm driving in a truck. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a. I don't know if that's rubbing it in or not, but that's just – fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so I don't have – I mean, I don't know. I, I know better. It's just one of those things. I know better, you know. But I was being lazy, you know. I'm being a lazy hunter at the time, you know. I'm more worried about finding a spot. You know, I feel uncomfortable because it's daylight and I'm not in a tree. I oh, feel boy. like I need. You ever get that? You need. You just have the. I need to be in a tree. I need to be. You know, make a damn decision, Cliff. Pick. You got 14 trees in front of you. Freaking pick one of them. You know. It. And I'm looking like. Well, that one's got limb at 18 foot, and that one's not quite angled just like I want well,
1: it. And I you climb
2: know, up that one. I can't shoot the top of this. I tree can't right exactly. I'm not so saying wait because oh, you stupid thoughts. Yeah, you
1: never want to like it. Cause you you always gonna for the pick the perfect yeah, tree. Yeah, you always if you're in a rush, you're gonna pick the wrong one. You 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 sweating your ass off. You get up, you finally get set up, and you're like, son of a bitch, I can't freaking see because they got this one limb. One I limb, like, I, and didn't, then, I didn't then, see the limb. And then once you get really settled in, you look three feet, four feet to the side, and there's the perfect tree right there that you could have got in. That, That's the
0: story of my life yeah. right there. So it, it makes me funky though because I don't get, I won't get in a damn tree. I just stand there and stare at them, you know like I'm stuck, you know, I'm, I'm immobile, <laughs> I can't move, because I'm too stupid to make a decision, either one of these trees will be fine, just get in the damn tree, but anyway, so he's staring at me, I mean she's staring at me, and I mean locked down, I mean she is like boring a hole, in me, mean I'm standing there, bow's on its sling across my shoulder, you know, now I got my bow, it's got a it's got quick con- quick connects on it, so I can pop it and it'll just fall loose. You know, it's not like over the string like the Primos one. That's over the string, which I love, but you cannot get that dude off fast. Mine, mm-hmm. I can get mine off in like two seconds. Just boom, boom, and mine's free. But my release is in my backpack. And this deer is broadside at thirty yards, and then he turns and looks away from me. And
1: giving you the time to draw back if you would have had your release.
0: Yes, by the way. Yes.
1: But here's what he does. He looks over there, and then he's. No shit.
0: And I'm like, holy. I mean, I'd never heard a wheeze ever live. I've seen it on videos. I've heard people do them. It is not the same. It, it just ain't. That dude freaking was swole up. I mean, he just puffed up. and his I watched his body expand, and it wasn't nearly as loud as
1: I thought it would be. What? It was quiet. That's even like a grunt call. I find. Yeah, like if yeah, you hear a grunt, grunt in a while, I he's mean, he's close. It, yeah, it's more like it, it. When you blow a grunt call, I don't find it sounds nothing like a live grunt. No, no, not really. Yeah,
2: everyone I've ever heard is just it's
1: just like boo. a little boo. like a
2: boo. real you know low tone. Yeah, r- real low compared to
1: yeah
0: these big wah yeah. growls and stuff. I've never heard that in pub. I mean, I've never heard it. I'm not saying they don't do it.
2: I've heard it. Me blowing one. Sounding like an idiot. (laughs) That's me. That's me. Well, anyway,
0: so he's looking and I'm looking and coming over the ridge is a freaking really nice eight point. Smaller body wise than this deer, but a taller rack, you know, not quite as wide, I don't think, but nice rack. I mean, he's probably 130s too, right? And this dude, and I'm thinking, holy crap, they're about to tie up right here. Because the 10 that I killed, eventually killed this 10. He is absolutely not tolerated. He does not want this eight point there. And this dough obviously hot, right? And she is still burning a hole through me. And I am absolutely powerless. There's nothing I can do. And I'm thinking, my God, you know, I gotta try to, I gotta make a play. You know, I'm not going out like a punk. I got to make a play at some point Yeah, you got to make a move. You know, either way, so, just yeah, try to get your release. Try to do something. So, anyway, I'm watching these deer, and, and I'm thinking, well, they're about to get it at each other, because he sort of turns, and he's quartering away from me, and he's looking hard at his other deer. So, he's got the... You know how they get sideways? They don't They don't walk right at him, They sort of walk at a quarter. Yeah, like when they come into a
1: decoy. Yeah.
0: So, he's got that look, and he's, he's puffed up. And the other deer, obviously younger, not as mature as this deer was, maybe a year younger, um, because... He's body wise. He's not as big, and he's obviously intimidated by the size of this this deer. And, and he ain't really wanting to fight. But the big boy, he's thinking, man, I'll whoop you over this doe. And she's still staring at me. So finally, finally, she turns and looks at the deer, at the other deer. Dude, I hit my knees so fast. I mean, I was because I was sort of on go for that. Like the second she does that, I'd already, I'd already like when she like. While she was – I slowly, you know, I'd already released the straps on my on my backpack, you know, and all I had to do was hit – man, I hit the ground so fast. And I looked, and when she looked at him, I hit the ground, rolled my pack around, and I know where my release is, so I just unzip the pocket and, I'm, and I pull my release. And about the time I get my release out and get it in my hand good, she's looking at me again. And then she's like, dude, you were not freaking kneeling a second ago. Yeah. So now she's gone. Boom. She rolls. And that 10-point rolls right behind her. Eight-point rolls right behind him.
1: Day. so at about 50
0: yards he stopped and looked back at me as just to say you know you had your opportunity punk but you blew it you know so it, it is what it is he's gone now so i mean instantly now i'm like hell no i'm getting in a tree
2: you know which tree to get in now
0: i don't give a shit what tree i'm getting in <laughs> a tree i don't give a shit i'm just getting in I, and the whole time this happens to you you're really kicking the shit out of yourself you know i could have been in a tree already but I'm stupid, I make bad decisions, you know, I'm a crappy hunter, you can name the things that you're feeling about yourself, but I get up in a tree, and I'm there, after I get everything, I mean, I can be in a tree, probably about seven minutes, I can be 20 foot in a tree with my setup, you know, so bam, I'm up in the tree, I'm set up, I got my bow hung, I got everything, and I'm thinking, you know, he, she might run right back by me, now, I don't know how badly I spooked her, you know, but she might run right back by me, so I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking, you know what, good chance another deer will come by looking for her, you know, because she's hot and obviously maybe a bigger, maybe another buck, a bigger buck will come mm-hmm. by looking for her. So I said, hell, well, I ain't going to lose. I pulled that freaking Primo's Grunner around and back, back, goosh, 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 goosh. I look around and it's freaking that first year and a half old 8-point. He's standing 30 yards away, bro. He came out of nowhere. I don't know where he came from, honest to God. He was just there. Maybe trailing behind her, you know, maybe he was, you know, just up in that thicket. Cause I wasn't 50 yards from that from He might that have just bedding. been Holding back a little bit He might you know, have been He might have just a been little... making, a, you know, making a circle Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah I don't know I'm eating sausage I don't care <laughs> Well anyway He meanders around right Top video of him You know obviously I'm not gonna shoot him I just let a 130 class deer Crap all over me I'm not gonna shoot the The 100, 100 inch inch or 80 inch freaking 8
2: point But this is your first Morning hunting
1: Mhm.
0: So, you got to think, first morning, public land.
1: Yeah, you had serious freaking action at this point. Dude,
0: I got some, I mean, I'm in a good place, you know. So, I'm like instantly thinking, I've made some really good decisions map-wise, you know, the area that I want to hunt. I am absolutely 100% committed to this place now, from now on. I'm not leaving here. I'm going to hunt this area, you know. I've got two shooters in here for sure. There's two shooters because, you know, I just saw them. And there's no telling what else is already in here, you know. So I went ahead and, and I got in the tree. And, and I, was, I stayed there about 30, 40 minutes. And I saw the spike and I saw an eight point. That little eight point, I saw a spike. they meandering around. And they'd go up and down the ridge, you know. And you, typical of a, of a young deer. They don't really know what they're doing. They don't know what to do. But they're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that spike kept walking down this trail. But he would go all the way to the other side of the ridge. And he would walk down the trail. And I was like, why does he keep going over there? You know, something's not right. Well, as the sun got up, my wind shifted. It was always out of the south, but at first it was sort of a southwest push. Then it started pushing more out of the southeast. So I said, well, I need to get on the other side of this ridge anyway. So I went to the other side of the ridge. And typical me, I walk up and down that freaking logging ridge like 40 times looking for the perfect tree. You know, found the area that I wanted to be in but could not find a tree I wanted to get in. And I ended up getting in a tree that's got a really bad lean in it. If you know how to climb and get up in it, you can, with a saddle especially, a platform you can't always get in that tree with a hard lean but with a platform you can if you know you know figure it out so I got in there and me and Mike had said we were going to hunt till around 11 30 12 o'clock and then we'd come out get a bite to eat sort of take notes on what we'd seen and decide if we wanted to hunt more you know what we wanted to do in the afternoon and I I told him and of course I'd already messaged him you know hey just had you know just had a shooter at 30 yards and freaking blew it blah 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 well, about 11 o'clock, this young eight point, that second deer, that's the one you couldn't see the video of real good. Yeah, He's 15, 16 inch, young eight point, probably two years old. He comes up, up out of the bottom, walks down the ridge, walking into the bedding area, you know, all up through there. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, they're looking, you know, and it was a relatively cool morning. That first morning, the set, the eighth was relatively cool. I think the high stayed in the, in the low fifties or high fifties maybe, high fifties. So the deer movement was okay, you know, even to the middle of the day. So we came out, ate, you know, peanut butter sandwich, you know, have a glass of water, take notes, compare. I said, I'm going right back there, because if that doe's hot, she might come back through there again if she's still in that area. Well, in the meantime, we get back in the woods and everything, and he messages me, I don't know, five minutes. Just had a buck, just had two bucks chase a doe by me, <laughs> and I'm like, that's them. He said, yeah. He said, he said both of them were good deer. He said the eight point was probably a little bit bigger antlered. The, other deer was bigger bodied so he
1: saw the same deer saw
0: the same deer chasing the same doe you know how
1: far was he from Uh, you?
0: between five and 700 yards something like that you know but then we never saw him again so i figure he got her in a place you know where he wanted her locked up and and he locked her down you know so anyway that Mm -hmm. afternoon the only thing i saw was that uh was that two-year-old eight point he came back through again going back the opposite direction you know so i said well Again, I'm, I'm one of those. I don't like going in blind in the dark. I want to sort of have an idea of where I'm going. So I decided I'm going to hunt the same stand again in the morning, and then I'll hunt. Then I'll I'll make a mid afternoon move, you know, for an afternoon hunt. And then I can hunt the afternoon and the morning, and then I'll make an afternoon and a morning. So I'll make my hunts like that afternoon, the morning. I can scout in, find a place I want to hunt, hunt the afternoon if I like what I saw. I'll hunt that next morning. Then I'll come out, you know, move to the next place. Figured it'd be easier because then I can scout my way in. Mm-hmm. Right? So the next morning, the only thing I saw was a doe, and you, you heard all the turkeys, right? Oh yeah, stupid numbers of turkeys. I got the link for drawing for to apply for a tag. Yeah, we need. There, there was you, plenty of them there, dude. It is a. I bet I saw seventy turkeys. I bet I saw. Right? I bet I bought. I probably saw seventy turkeys and. 25, 25 gobbler.
2: Well, they were cutting up on that video. You said. Now you speaking Wayne's language? Yeah,
0: man. I am. I am. It's, but you're we're just gonna let you cook and skip. Yeah, and we're gonna go. I'll cook and drink because, uh, man, I'm telling you, nah, a I'm stupid amount turkeys. of turkeys up there. You can't you hunt really past just, one in <laughs> Illinois. Anyway. Can't hunt past one, so we have plenty of time to drink and eat. So, yeah. Well, anyway, so um, didn't see anything that afternoon. I, and I, I was looking at my map across the bottom. I don't want to give. I mean, you're not going to find this place. I mean, well, I guess you could offer, of, but across the bottom. There's a river bend, and the river sort of swings in, and there's a big ridge, big wide ridge, across the bottom from where I was. So I was hunting eh, 50 yards off the end of the ridge. It dropped off into the bottom, and those deer were crossing that big bottom. Well, this particular ridge that I'd found had a bottom about three-quarters of the way around it, and it was like a—it was a big ridge, but it was hard to get to. The ridge sort of swung—let's just say it swung hard to your right, and then you had to make a big loop back around to your left— 'Cause it had all these draws and bottoms and stuff running into it and it almost cut it in half. Well, I found this spot that these two gullies came and cut this ridge like from this ridge being two hundred yards wide to like being seventy five yards yeah, wide. Yeah, made like a bottleneck. Massive bottleneck. And these ridge and their gullies are deep, man. They're just as deep as ours out in the yeah, forest. Yeah, deer's not thick. going through it. Well, I mean, they will, but, but I mean not but just they'll normal probably walking. swing around. So, yeah. I, so I pulled the map up and I showed Mike. I was like, look. This is where I'm going in the afternoon. I said, the wind is not perfect for my entry, but once I get there, the wind will be okay because I got to make this big loop. So I said, because I got to make this big loop, I think I'll be okay. So you have to go, you know, you got to leave where I am. I mean, it's, it's the same patch of woods, but to walk to where, to walk to it from where I like I parked at would have been like a two and a half mile walk. But I could go around and make like a three quarter of a mile walk. It was just hard. It was, you know, the way you had to go. You had to go in like a, you know, quarter mile. Then you had to make a hard, like a big right hand turn and swing way around and come make this big loop. So if you don't, I mean, without the map, I would have probably never found it. You know, it's just a hard place to find and a hard place to get to. But I went over there that afternoon. This was a, this was Tuesday afternoon. I said, this is where I'm going to go. I want to check this out because I kept seeing all these deer sort of were going that way, right? And I thought to myself, that's probably a hard to get to area. Probably don't get a lot of pressure, you know? And it's a big ridge, and with those two gullies cutting it down, any buck who's cruising that ridge is going to swing into a narrower area, you know? So I went in there right off the bat. I go in there, there's a tree down. I'll never forget walking down this road. It's a main entry road. There's a tree down on the main entry road. There's a rub. On the tree that is down in the main entry road, <laughs>
1: that's a good sign. <laughs>
0: I mean, I kid you not. There's so you know you got a tree that's falling down. So you got all these limbs sticking up. Yeah. The limb sticking up in the middle of the road has a freaking rub. The, the limbs probably four inches big around, and it's got a rub up and down. It just shredded. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's something going on in here. You know. So I make the you got to go around all the all these little gullies run into this ridge. So you got to make this loop, and you got to walk around the head of all these gullies if you don't want to be walking uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill. And I'm fat and old, so I don't want to walk uphill, downhill. So make this loop. Well, you get in there. I didn't know it at the time. There's a big doe bedding area off to the side, and it's just another thick area. I don't know. It looks like they did. They did a burn in there a couple of years ago. It looks like maybe five years ago, and it looks like they just burned this whole area out. Maybe dropped all the trees and just burned it out. And it's just thick and gnarly. Uh, ain't a tree in there, you know, bigger than your wrist. It's just nasty. I'm going 50 yards off the road and bust a doe off of it. She was bedded right on the edge of it. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm in a, obviously I'm in a good spot, right? So I had two places I wanted to check out. Both of them had like a gully that sort of cut the ridge a little bit. The first one I got to, I really did like. I liked it a lot, but it was really thick. And to get in there and get set up, I would have had to cut shooting lanes and cut some limbs. And I, just, I just felt like I'd make too much noise, you know? So I said, well, obviously I can come back to this if I need to. Let me go to the other one though. So I go to the other spot, and uh, I get there, just what I thought it was, man. This gully comes in and cuts this ridge and narrows it it down real bad, and I thought, yeah, this is perfect, you know, so I get in a tree. The problem with getting in, here's my situation, I get in a tree, got to get in a tree, get in a tree, get in a tree. I didn't think about positioning as well as I should have, right? So I get up in the tree, and I'm up in the tree, and I'm like, you know what? I should have been 90 degrees from where I am. So in other words, let's say I'm facing 12 o'clock. I should have been facing three o'clock. In other words, mm-hmm. so I just put my I just put my steps in the wrong place. I didn't really put pos- I didn't really think through getting my platform positioned where I wanted it to give me the optimum shooting. Lane, I do that right?
1: all the time, even like even in my it climber. Drives me crazy! I'll get in my climber twenty foot high, and I'm like, damn it! I should have been. So I'm I like I'm like skirting around the tree in the my tree. climber.
0: Well, the problem is that it's harder to do when you're in a, in a lock on or something. You know, it's harder to set that. You know, mm-hmm. so again hindsight's always twenty twenty, and i guess maybe it's just you know rust you know i hadn't been you know i hadn't it's been all year since i've hunted you know i didn't hunt a lot in october because i was working a whole lot you know my, my schedule was pretty busy you got to go yeah all right we'll take we'll take five all right we are back um we'll see what my editing skills really turn out to be i mean we'll find out i'll have to edit that, that. it's good it's a long pause it shouldn't be hard to edit out so that's probably my wife wanting to know if i'm ever coming home too um, anyway, so all right, back to, uh, where we were. So I got in the tree, like I said, I'm facing 12 o'clock. Let's just say I'm facing due West and I really should have been facing North, uh-huh. you know, but I'm already in the tree now. So I would have had to get back down, reposition all my steps. Yeah. You it's know? like when you
1: finally get set up, you don't want to make a bunch of noise. I don't want to do
0: it again. You know, I just got in this tree and I'm thinking, man, it's, I, I hope it doesn't come back to haunt me. All right. But don't get me wrong i can shoot i mean i can shoot all the way around me that's the great thing about a saddle you really can 365 shoot it if you if you know if you practice enough and get your body accustomed to swinging you can you can you really can so i'm thinking okay well, I'll, I'll survive it you know next time pay more attention to where you really want your platform the, the trick with getting in any tree is when you're looking at your tree think to yourself where do i want my platform then you set your sticks. You know, if because I, I set my sticks ninety degrees off from of my platform. If I want to be facing yeah, due north, can, mm-hmm. I set my plat. I set my sticks either due east or due west. Yeah. you know, That's whatever. The same case
1: way maybe. when I do my on. then we can yeah. kind of like step into it. exactly.
0: So you can step in. So I get up in the tree, everything's set up, and I'm sitting there, and the whole time I'm thinking, first off, this this ridge is wide open. You can I can see two hundred and fifty yards underneath these trees all the way around me except for this one little this one the very spine of the ridge had a little had a little thick stuff you know but i could see through it with no problem but i couldn't see 200 yards anyway and i'm thinking man i may have made a just you know i may have made a mistake i don't really like the, the location i felt was good for a cruising buck you know but just for a deer to get up out of his bed just I didn't looked really too feel. open probably. it looked too open i felt well i'm so used to hunting the thickets down here you know i'm used to hunting stuff you can't see 50 yards mm-hmm. much less 500 you know so anyway, um, about four o'clock or so, uh, Mike messages me Man, I, sh- I just smoked a big dough. and I'm like, "Well, dude, I'll I'll go ahead and jump down out of the tree." I said, "I'm not really super thrilled with my stand position, you know." I'll jump out of the tree and 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 we'll go get her. He said, like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let her sit here for a little while." And he said, "That's but you know we'll just he said just meet me at dark." And I said, "Okay, that's fine. I'll sit there." So, I mean, ten minutes go by, and I see a deer move out there fifty, 75, 95 yards, something like that. And I'm like, oh, there's a deer. So I caught my eight by forty two vortex sitting on what they sit on my chest. I'm like, oh there's a deer. So I pull my vortex up. I look and I'm like, all I can see is his nose and the tip of an and, and like the tip of a tine. He's behind a tree. And I think, well that's that's probably that deer that I saw yesterday, you know? And this dude walks out from behind this tree. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a big deer. I mean, I just, you know, it's like when you see a shooter, you don't ever think, should I sh- Is this? A- yeah, you just know. Dude, you just know,
1: right? So what he did, he just popped out of nowhere? I mean,
0: I don't know where he came from. He was in the, I mean, he, I don't know if he, he couldn't have been bedding there. I think he was bedding off the edge of that ridge somewhere, maybe on a, on a you know, a little flat spot or something, and just walked up off the edge of that ridge or, you know but um or he came out of that river bottom said that river bottoms you know 200 yards away he could have just been working the edge of that ridge and around that river, river bottom and came up out of the edge of that thicket you know mm-hmm. but when i say height so i'm not a connoisseur of i mean I, i've killed some pretty good deer when i tell you beams out to his nose tines that easily were I his back tines were 10 11 inches easily 10 11 inches front his g2s You know, his threes were probably around the same. His fours were probably four and a half inches, five inches long. I mean, he was big. And I knew instantly this is a big freaking deer, dark chocolate antlers. And I'm thinking, man, this dude's big. So, of course, instantly, I mean, he's 85 yards away or so. And I'm thinking, well, he's not in bow range, so I just got to wait and see what he does. Dude turns around and walks dead away from me, walking back to the river. And I'm thinking, damn. So I let him get about – uh, 200 yards away, almost to the river edge, and I pulled that Primos Grunner out and back, back. He stops, makes a 90 degree turn. turn, walks due south. And I'm thinking, where the hell is he going? He walks all the way to the thicket. Like I said, the spine of that ridge had a little, just, it wasn't a thicket like we think about a thicket. It was just a little area that had fewer trees, so it had a little bit more undergrowth around it, you know? hmm. <laughs> And he just—he's over there meandering around. I'm like, I don't know what—I don't know what to do with him. You know, I'm afraid he's just going to keep on going. You know, so I waited till he got behind some trees and he was grazing a few acorns, and then I put that grunter back, back, and he. When I did that second time, he just picked his head up and walked on a rope. Straight to you. Straight to me. Now, here's where I messed up. Like, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I really sort of feel like if I had done that down my left hand side which is where the spine of that ridge was where it's a little bit thicker he might would have just hugged the edge of that thicket all the way down and given me a broadside shock remember i'm facing 12 o'clock I really need him because I'm right-handed. I really need him on my eleven to 9, 11 to seven side, right? I need him on my nine o'clock side. I don't need him on my three o'clock side because no,
1: then you got to you're shooting across your body. I'm shooting, yeah.
0: And it's you know it's it, it doesn't matter whether you're shooting a uh, any kind of a stand. Positioning yourself for your weak side shot is difficult at best, right?
1: Especially in the heat of the moment. Too. In
0: the yeah, so I got this freaking dude, and I will easily. I'll say he's probably he was probably mid six mid mid one sixties. I mean, just a tank of a deer. Big bodied, big freaking frame. I mean, you could just see his frame coming. in. I'm just thinking, yeah, but I'm going to get an opportunity. Well, like I said, hindsight's always twenty-twenty. I wish I'd have done it on the other side. Maybe he would have given me a better shot. But as it was, he walked straight from my wife. Yeah, I don't know. She's calling? No, she's messaging me. I need to put it down here where it won't vibrate the table. But anyway, um... I'm unprofessional. I let my freaking phone go off. Anyway, so here he comes, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get an opportunity. He's going to come by me. I'm going to have to shoot him on my weak side, which I have practiced that. I mean, I, if you're preparing yourself, you practice for weak side shots anyway. So I'm prepared. I know what to do. He comes down. Well, as he's walking down to me, I pull my range finder. I got a here. I pull my range finder out. I pop him at 40 yards. And i thought, like, all right, he's coming on in. I'm going to easily, you know, if he continues on this, he's going to come inside 30, you know, let him walk by you. And when he gets by, you get that quarter and away shot, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't try to do anything while he's walking towards you. So I got this tree in front of me. So I've already got my bow over on the weak side, right? My pack's over here. So if you got the tree here, I got my pack right here. So I'm sort of hidden from him on that side anyway. And I got my pack, I got my bow. Well, if you've ever, you've never seen my bow, my I don't have a stabilizer on my bow. I have a back bar, but no stabilizer. The reason I don't have a back bar or I don't have a stabilizer is because if on that weak side shot right up against the tree, I can draw my bow and my stabilizer won't hit my pack.
1: That makes sense.
0: So I my back bar keeps helps keep me steady, but with no stabilizer in the front, I can extend all the way to the edge of the tree or up to my pack. I can have literally have my fingers touching the pack, and and you know and be able to draw my bow. So I'm sitting there, bows up. He's walking. He gets. I don't know. I figure he got, I thought he was more like uh, 35. He was probably more like 25. And he just stops. Big deer, they do. He just stops. Cold, stone Cold stops. And he looks around and he sort of glances up and then turns around and starts walking away. Winds in my face. There is absolutely did, no way he smelled me. Did he,
1: he act like he's seen you, or he just?
0: He just, that sixth sense of a big deer, and, and he was walking, well, he probably and he didn't, just.
1: He probably didn't see what Didn't grunted. see
0: anything grunting, you know, and he just like, you know That's what? Something's when, not right yeah, about this. And I he,
1: find, like, the calling part of it, and you probably can relate to that with the turkey. <laughs> oh, Y'all absolutely. both can. I don't oh, yeah. If, but, if they don't I mean, find yeah, something, if, they're going to leave. I know calling, like, if, if you don't have any thick stuff behind you, you wasting know, your time calling. They know within a couple of feet of where this animal is. Pretty much, from. yeah. They can tell. They can pinpoint the location. Yeah, I've had deer walk to up call. to the
0: tree from a grunt call from 150 yards away. They walk right to the tree. They know right where it came from. Yep. Well, anyway, so he'd he'd come in. Whatever that sixth sense was that he had, you know, it just told him, you know. Um, no he he's a slow drinker we got to
1: tighten we got to work with him <laughs> no, either that, or not, i need to slow down yeah or
0: we need to slow down right well i'm talking so i'm not drinking but when you start talking i'm gonna really start drinking i can promise you um anyway so he comes in he's right there and, and he turns to leave and i'm thinking okay well i've got i got i can shoot this deer as he walks away from me the only place i messed up was a little bit of a little bit of panic i ain't gonna lie to you that's a big deer to shoot at yeah you know I'm not going to lie to him, man, I'm a human being. That dude freaking, I ain't going to say, rat- I, I wasn't buck fever rattled, but I was absolutely feeling the pressure of this deer is walking out of my life, you know. So instantly, as soon as he turned to walk away, I went to full draw. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was put that arrow in at his last rib and let it angle up into his chest cavity. Now, I shoot a HHA single pin.
1: He yep, set at
0: thirty yards. I love that. I won't. I don't care. I, lo- I won't. Never change that sight. I, love that, I sight. love that sight. And I know that at a certain distance where I want to hold on that deer. Here's where I. Uh, the only. The only excuse I have for this is a couple of things. Number one, it happens really fast. And somewhere in my head, I had stuck forty. You know, because I'd ranged him at forty. I guess I don't know. I thought he was further than he was. I really thought this deer was about forty-five yards away. He was 34 yards away, 10 yards is a long way, even for a fast bow. So I held right about the top of his shoulder blades to drop that pin, to let that arrow drop into that last rib area. Mm-hmm. And I shot it right over his back. Oh, damn. I had two hairs in one of the fletchings. That's how. That's as close as I got to the deer of maybe a lifetime for me. You know, I may not ever get another opportunity to deer. I hope I do, but I may not ever get one. So what he did, he just – Bro, he just took off straight away, right back to where he – right back where he was and right back to where he was originally going. So when he was running from me, though, I snort-wheezed at him and gr- and, and blew on, on my grunt call a couple of times because I wanted him to think. He didn't know what happened. He never – I don't think he ever looked up and saw, oh, there's a hunter in the tree. I just think he got to a point where he said
1: – Yeah, he just knew something wasn't right.
0: Something right. ain't right about this whole thing. The deer that I heard grunting is not here, you know, and I can see – 200 yards under here and there ain't nothing over here because he could see in the gully then so the only thing i had going for me was that gully was right there he could see in the gully from where he was and he there ain't no deer in that gully you know there ain't no deer up on this ridge so he just turned to leave well he took off and i, I let him go i didn't mess with him but of course i messaged i think i messaged you know that i could have literally cut my tether jumped out of my tree onto an arrow i was ready to die i mean i was God, I was so disappointed in myself because I I've made that shot. I know that shot. I know how to make that shot, you know? And it just didn't work out for me. I just misjudged my distance. Whatever you want to call it, it just got away from me at the time. Yep. So he's gone. It happens, man. It, That's it, bow hunting. It That's, is, it is bow hunting. It's tough. He's gone. So we go and get um we go and get uh Mike's deer. I told him he don't understand. So he's from the north where they do this stuff. We don't kill deer. We don't kill does that far back in the woods. I literally looked at him and said, What are you thinking, dude? You're a mile and a half back and you shot a doe. We don't do that stuff. (laughs) I said, No, you shoot your. That would be me. (laughs) You shoot your does where you can drive the truck up to her.
2: (laughs) What the heck's wrong with
0: you guys? But anyway, so we got the deer cart, went back there, found her really fast. Matter of fact, he'd already found her, and I met him on the way as he was coming out. I met him, you know, I by the time I got out of the tree, all the way back around and everything. So anyway, um, that afternoon, or that was Tuesday afternoon. So I decided I wanted to give that place a, uh, a little time off, right? I didn't want to go back in there immediately. Let him have a day to rest, you know. Get a, you know, where I'm not funking it up with my scent, and I'll come back on Thursday and try him again so wednesday i went to another spot that's where the second the other video of all the, the hens fighting yeah. across the river so i went in there i got in there probably saw 125 ish deer in there i sent i don't know if you saw the video of him it was real foggy you couldn't hardly see yeah, he was, was in real the blurry. field with me yeah, yeah. yeah. well he, he had a nice frame he's just real it's, it's just foggy at the time you know but i saw him um saw another another couple of small bucks i didn't get video of and a bunch of does and a bunch of turkeys. God, the turkeys on that place! And where I'd went was you had to go off the ridge, you had to go off the, the the field, cross the bottom, and then there was a long ridge that separated the river from the fields. And uh, I, I was on there. I spent the I got there like uh, I think I scouted in and got there at like eight o'clock. I stayed the entire day. I saw quite a few deer. I didn't see what I, you know I didn't see anything I would have shot. So come on out and, and got on out of there that day. So the next day it was going. It was Thursday, so this was Wednesday night. So the Thursday it was going to rain that morning. So I decided, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna let it quit raining, and I'm gonna be in the woods when it quits raining. And I'm going back to where, and the temperature's gonna be, you know, in the 40s now. Wind's gonna shift out of the west, so which is a perfect wind, because he came from my west to my east. Perfect wind for me now. I'm gonna get in there, I'll be there when it quits raining. And these deer are gonna move. I knew these deer were gonna move. So I'm working, I'm a realtor, I, I mean, I work. So I'm working. I'm on my laptop working. And I'm keeping an eye on the weather. And nine o'clock rolls by. Said it's going to quit raining at 11:30. I'm keeping an eye. Ten o'clock comes up. I hit the I hit it again, and the rain is just about to quit. And I'm like, holy crap! It's it's going to quit before I get there. So it was, the front was. You could see the front pretty well defined, and it was just moving a lot faster than I guess than they you know thought. So it was going to move pretty quick. So I grab all my gear, throw it in the truck, and I haul butt. And I had this thought again. Cliff, you got your binos in your bag. You should when you get within a hundred yards of where you want to set up, you need to stop, you need to get your binos out, and you need to glass your way in. Slowly, glassing, looking for deer so that you don't bust this deer. Did you have
1: what about your release? You had it on? Oh, I had my
0: <laughs> damn release in my pocket. Thumb release in my pocket. It's ready. I can reach that dude in a second. Yeah, I had it. But I thought, you know, I need to just glass my way in because I want to be slow and and methodical coming in. I don't want to spook one. But then you get this thought. I need to get in the tree. The more time I spend on the ground, the more vulnerable I am, the better chance I have of spooking a deer. I just need to hurry my ass up in there and get in this damn tree. So what do I do? I hurry my butt up in there and get in this tree. 30 yards from where I missed him is a doe. Five yards behind her is him. I am 30 yards from my tree. Mm. Busted. And this time when I say I got busted, I got busted hard. He saw me solidly. He looked me and, you know, we looked at each other. The doe busted me, but he was right there with her. Now, kick yourself off. I kick myself all the time for doing stupid shit. I wanted to be in the woods when it quit raining, and I was about 45 minutes late because the front was just moving faster than I anticipated and I just wasn't ready. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, I can make a thousand excuses. I work for a living, you know, and I make a living by selling real estate. And if I'm not freaking working, I'm going to starve to death. And I'm fat and I don't, I like to eat. So, (laughs) so I I, I didn't do, I mean, I probably should have been in the hour, you know, in the woods an hour earlier. And I wasn't. I was, again, lazy hunter. Here I am. I readily admit that I was a little bit lazy on this. Um, So I busted him going to my, and I was literally, I could see the tree I was wanting to get in 30 yards from the tree I wanted to get in. He was probably 30 yards on the other side of it. But I was an hour late getting in the woods. So I'll tell you this when people tell you, the, the Druid guys say it all the time. If it's, when it said it's going to quit raining, within an hour of it stopping raining, deer will get up and move. If it says it's going to quit raining at three o'clock, get in the freaking woods before three o'clock because at 3 at three 30, they're going to be walking mm-hmm. around. They'll get up and walk around. And I missed it. And I knew they would, but I just, I missed the time based off of how fast the front was moving. So again, could have killed myself, you know. But I found this big freaking black hickory and it's pretty big. I mean, I can reach around it, but it's pretty big And it way up there. It's got a split in it. And I thought, man, if I get up in that split, it'll be easy for me. You know, the width of me is hidden and I just look like another split off the tree because I'm leaning back off the edge of the tree. So it'll be perfect. And this time I positioned myself where my 90 in, you know, where I'm in the right place. So i and I'm literally, I bet I'm 15 yards from where I missed that deer, you know? probably 15 yards closer than you know, than i was so i thought this is the perfect location and the odds of seeing him again are probably not that good but I, I need to get in a tree so i get up in the tree about 22 feet and i'm set up and i'm thinking to myself the whole time i wonder if i shouldn't get out of here and leave because now i've boogered him and he probably needs another day or so to get out you know to get calmed down i can probably still kill this deer if i didn't booger him too bad and i'm Texting back and forth with Mike, and we're, you know, shooting the crap. And um, all of a sudden, I see something out the corner of my eye looking. This dude's freaking coming off the ridge. Mouth open, tongue hanging out. Just panting. Dude, he has been, he he's put some miles yeah. on. He has put the, he ain't got a doe, and he is desperate to find one. And as soon as I seen him come, you know, remember I told her that gully cut, he come around, he come off that ridge, down the ridge, and swung around that gully. You know what side he came on? My freaking weak side again. This dude is on my freaking right hand side, and I'm, you know, set up for a left hand shot. And I'm thinking, and as soon as I saw him though, so you see him coming through the woods, you know, like that. And I'm thinking, I'm going to shoot this deer. Never once, never crossed my, I mean, I, I'm going to shoot the this same deer. deer. I knew, I, well, I didn't know at the time, but I felt like he was familiar, you know. But as soon as I see him coming, I mean, I realize he's got shorter. He, he's, he's sort of weak on that 1G2 but i'm thinking dude i'm going to shoot that deer you know he's wider than his ears his body's he's pushing 250 i guess on body size you know and i'm thinking i'm going to man i'm going to shoot that deer so instantly i go into you know game mode he gets in there now here's the worst part he is downwind of me he is dead on downwind of me he really is and so but he got close enough so fast i think he sort of got under my wind you know so he's 15 yards he's facing quarter into me And I am, I mean, I'm not set up, I'm not ready, you know. I can't move, he is literally right there, so I can't get my, I got my bow in my hand, but I can't swing or do anything. And I thought, well, he's either gonna swing by me and go into the river, or he's gonna go behind me. Oh no, he didn't wanna do that either, he decides he's gonna make him a freaking he made a U-turn almost, and starts going to that big doe bedding area that's, you know, quarter mile down the ridge. So as soon as he did, I just swung my bow and swung my whole body around, and he was went underneath this tree, and he's walking away from me. And I, I know he's inside thirty instantly. I mean, he's obviously inside thirty, so I know where he is. I don't have to range him. As he comes out of from behind this tree, I he was quartering, hard quartering away. And I put that freaking pin on the opposite side shoulder, and I, and I, if you shoot your bow enough, like I don't know when my bow's my bow just goes off. Mm-hmm you know that yeah, surprise, surprise release, release. Is, is it it really is it's funny because when you're target shooting it's not always a surprise release like you want it to but when i'm working on it when i'm working a deer i mean when i lock in on that son of a gun and i put that pin locks in that bow just goes off bow just goes off that buried to the fletches right over his right hip straight into his vitals, and he sort of just hunched and he runs over to the freaking runs over to his to his right about 40 yards, which is the way we want to go. I sort of want him to go, you know, as far as he can that way without running off in the gully because it would be an easier drag. And he freaking falls flat on it, you know. So, you seen him pile up? I watched him fall down. Then I watched him get up.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah, I love That's him when not they do good.
0: <laughs> No. So, he falls. And I'm, and I'm thinking, well, look, when I shot him, I mean, I watched I'm going to say what you want to about a rage. I watched the blood flow. That dude, I knew when that arrow hit him, he was going nowhere. Of course, I knew the angle. I know I've made that shot before. I know that if you shoot him over that, you know, in this case, he was quartering really hard, so it was over the hip instead of the last rib. But you get that angle, you know, mm-hmm. and they ain't going nowhere. No. You're you've cut all the good, you cut all the goodies up. But I mean, the blood's flowing out of him. He runs over there about forty yards, falls down, and I'm thinking he's going down right there. Dude jumps up. He ended up dying 30 yards on my left hand, or actually out read it directly in front of me. So he's over. He's over to sort of at like say is at my five o'clock, right? He runs a loop all the way around to my 12 o'clock and falls in the gully and rolls to the <laughs> bottom of it.
1: That's the picture you see. <laughs>
0: And the whole time, I mean, I wish – it's a good thing I didn't have him on video. I really should have thought if I'd have thought about it because I'm watching the deer. I'm not thinking I should have got my phone out because the whole time I'm going, he's going down, he's going down, he's going down. He's getting up. Don't go. Don't go over there. Don't go over there. Don't go. He fell in the gully. I mean, literally, I was just thinking, God dang you. Well, I can see – the gully falls in, and there's a little piece that cuts into it, and then it runs out to the to the bottom. So I'm watching there, and just to make sure he don't run all the way down the bottom. You know, he was dead. I mean, he was stone cold dead. But he fell 20 feet into the bottom Holy of the gully. Holy shit! I'm like, you. I didn't know this. I I told Mike, I, unbeknownst to me, there's a requirement for all deer killing in Illinois that they must fall into a gully before they die. <laughs> And it had just rained, so when I tell you slick, oh, yeah. buddy, it was freaking slick. And I get this dude, and I, you know, take a few minutes, you know, message, Illinois buck down, you know. Yeah,
1: because the picture you sent to us, you could tell, like, he was that on dude a steep was, bank. You know, I'm like, holy shit, he's gonna, yeah, Oh, it so was so vertical, dude. I'm pack, telling you, it was vertical. like packing on a freaking mule there That dude
0: was – and he's big, yeah, you know. big body So, dude. you know, get all my gear, start to get down, you know, get out on the ground. And of course, at this time, I'm not packing my gear no, man. I'm like, unhook the step, drop the step. You know, unhook the platform, <laughs> drop the platform. You know, yeah. I'll put that shit in the pack later. <laughs> got all my stuff. I got. mark off the tree coming down. Man, dude, I'm coming down, man. I'm, I'm like free repelling down the tree. I'm getting down that tree fast. So I get all my stuff down and I, you know, I get down and I grab my bow and I, I knock an arrow. I mean, God, just in case, you know, you never know. But the way my luck rolls, that dude freaking be down there waiting for me to spook him, you mm-hmm. know. So I ease over the ridge and I can see his tines and I look and, I, and he's. Laying there, he's just dead, dead. And I'm like, yep. I, I mean, I, I felt very confident he was dead, but used to be on the safe side. And I'd, I only gave him – I mean, I was so confident in the shot and in watching what happened that, I mean, he probably wasn't there five minutes before I was breaking my stand down. Mm-hmm. You know? When you when you yeah, know, when you, you know. know. When yeah. you know, you know. You yeah. know, and I knew that shot, you know, that shot is lethal. You know, that hard – that quartering shot, if you can get it up in there, you know, I got a 30 – I'm shooting a 30-inch arrow, 28-inch arrow. And I put that dude all the way to the front shoulder, you know. Yeah, I, you I, cut
1: everything that was vital. Everything, I mean, guts, lungs. Yeah, you, you know. know.
0: Surprisingly, I didn't cut his punch, the liver. Um, the of course I I busted the Once you pop the diaphragm, that's pretty much the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know. And then that one that one lung was shredded. You know, um, I shredded him pretty good. But anyway, yeah, so that's a beautiful buck.
1: Yeah, so we went
0: and you know went out to the truck and. Got our stuff. And I mean, I bought all, you know, I bought like straps and stuff to pull deer. Man, none of that crap's worth a flip. The only way to get a deer like that out is you grab him antlers and get him as high as you can up and you just drag. Uh-huh. Two hours to get him out. It's a, about three quarters of a mile back, you know, and you can't use a cart because it's wet. It's muddy. There's trees down because, like I said, they done, this was a burn or something. Man, there's trees down everywhere. So we would just make a point when we're going to this freaking, we're going, when we get over the top of this broken tree, we're going to stop for
1: five. Yeah, take a break you and know. just. You know. And we would. It's just, either that or you just clean him where he falls and pack well, him out. Well, that was the only other option, was, yeah. you know, to but quarter if you're not, him, and if bring you're him out. But you not set up with like meat bags and stuff, man. And I that's don't a, have none of that yeah. stuff. It's Illinois, it man. Takes, I'm not expecting yeah, to do that, yeah. you know. It takes a big size pack to be able to do that. It kind does. Of stuff now, too. my pack could
0: handle it, but I would have had to go get some trash bags or something, you know. So, but, you know, Mike, all credit to him, man. He, he rolled out there. We gutted him in the gully. You know, I got him at the gully, got him in an angle, got all of his guts out of him, um, and then we went ahead and started getting him out of there. The hard part was getting him out of that gully. It probably took us—I bet it was forty-five minutes to get him out of the gully because you couldn't move him. I mean, you, it, first off, it's—it's it's vertical; it's a deep V. So two guys trying to get side by side in that—you know—you can't get close to each other. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're banging into each other.
1: Inch him up a six inches. Dude, we, would, time. we
0: literally pulled him a foot, foot and a half at a time because you know. We we kept him in the in the in the V of the gully, and that's fifty yards, you know, and it's slight and it's uphill the entire time as it co- tops out on that ridge, you know. Now we couldn't have gone the other sides. I mean, you're talking about fifteen foot to the top, and it's damn near vertical. You wouldn't, we wasn't going up that. I told him, in the, when I come back next year, man, I'll have come alongs, I'll have straps. I might have me. I might have me a winch that runs on a freaking on a, on a drill or something. See what kind of equipment you can bring with us from the contractor's side. We'll
2: come up with something.
0: I'm telling you, man. If, and in if some of them places, I mean, like if he'd have run down to the bottom, I promise you, it's 150 foot to the top. I mean, it's, it's mountainous. I mean, it's mm. rough. I, I didn't expect the terrain to be like, like that. Sounds like some
1: of that stuff I used to hunt in Ohio. It, it is. Was like, it's extremely difficult terrain. It was like ag terrain. fields, but then they had, like, super steep, like, super steep ridges in there. Ridges and it was yep. Yeah, it was That's rough. It. That's what it's rough rough. Like. It was like. It was pretty much like you was hunting in Colorado. As yeah. far as, like, the terrain, like, like where we elk on. I mean, it's, yeah. it's tough. Just it really without is the tough elevation, terrain. but it was the same kind of steepness. Yeah. It's
0: tough terrain. It really is. I mean, it's steep. And then, like, after it rained, you know, there's not a lot of vegetation you know so it's and there's not the trees aren't the trees aren't like ours they're not spaced every 10 feet and their trees are every 30 feet apart so there's not even nothing to grab a hold to uh-huh. you know and you're trying to work your way up these steep ridges man they're yep. slipping and sliding you know but once we got him up on the top it was just you know 50 yards at a time man we just pull him 50 yards and go 50 yards and go that's all you can do you know 50 yards at a time so
1: well you got it done yeah i did um as well
0: he uh, he scores uh, 132 and 4 eighths by my measurements, and I don't know. I don't. I probably didn't score him as, as well yeah. as somebody who knows how to do it. He yeah, maybe I can, I can Lee's gonna put the tape that. on him. Yeah, I could see him. Lee put the we tape. We might on get a little people. more out of him. You might. I mean, I don't. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I don't give a I'm crap. I'm not that stingy. I'm not. Nah, well, I mean, good, I just he's a good deer. It was just a Pretty rough, you know, point. roughed him out. Um, he's a great 10 point. A little bit weak on the twos um good mass though I mean one of the this mass measurement here is over is right at five inches a little bit over five inches
1: pretty long beams
0: 23 inch beams um so 18 inches on the money on the inside is what I measured him at you know um I'm sure he was a four-year-old um a lot of people are gonna say oh man you give him another year you know but whatever dude I ain't giving him another I ain't giving him another minute man (laughs) I'll shoot that son of a guy I'll shoot him again next year I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, yeah, it's a great deer I, yeah. for a public land do-it-yourself hunt. Um, you know, a thousand miles from home. I'll do him. I'll do it again. I don't. You know, I'll go back next year. I hope y'all oh, can in, go with me. In the heart. You know, for sure. Um, great hunting. Um, you're gonna walk you're gonna you're gonna walk a lot you know gotta earn it yeah you are but i mean it's some great hunting yeah a couple more guys would have been helpful you know and then mike he knows where i missed that deer i mean I, mi- I shot this deer where i missed that other deer so he's gonna hopefully he's gonna call me one day and we're gonna get him on the phone and we're gonna i told him right where he was man i him to the tree i said dude you need to get yeah, in this tree
1: Hopefully, you know he'll, you know he'll kill i'd like
0: him. him to kill him you know i'd rather him kill him than somebody else you yeah. know no but bad. if not Man, I'll be you know, hopefully I'll be back in there next year in that same general area. I know it, you know. But they killed some uh they killed some freaking giant deer in there. Uh another guy, one of his buddies killed one, like they have a place that borders it. And he I'll send you I'll show you the picture like mm. freaking giant. Probably mid one sixties or better. And he said he kills one like that every year off this place. He but he's a hardcore, you know passes a lot of deer kind of hunter and he just does that
1: man yeah a lot of those guys out there especially that live there man i mean they would you allow two deer in illinois yeah they're, they're going yeah, they, they like an archery and a yeah but they gun. can kill
0: a deer with the, i think they can kill a deer during gun season with their bow i don't know how the, I, yeah. i'm not from the state but i think you can yep
1: beautiful bump
0: well thank you guys i appreciate yeah, it awesome well, congrats deer. Yeah, it was fun. And I like said we are do it again. Hear the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I've only t- I haven't told anybody the full like I've given the brief version to a couple of buddies just because, you know, they sort of cornered me and asked, but mm-hmm. it's just a great deer. Um great hunt, great time, great guys. Um met some great people, you know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I told my wife this. I got um hit on a little bit. I don't get hit on. I'm freaking 50 and fat. <laughs> I don't get hit on. But I was in freaking Walmart, I think is where we were. And this woman says, uh, she asked me, for, she said, I like your glasses and I like your accent. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, the glasses are just Costas. I said, and the accent's Mississippi. And she says, Mississippi sound good on you. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Mike was looking at me and I was looking at him and I'm like, don't look at me. I don't even know what to say to that. So I just told her how much I appreciated it. <laughs> and we got on we got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, she's Mississippi looks Mississippi sounds good on she you. She was probably Amish.
1: Uh no, she wasn't. She
0: was I mean, she was probably in, you know, around my age, around you know, probably in her fifties, you know. I didn't see a wedding band, but I wear mine's tattooed on, baby. So you know, <laughs> there's no question about mine. <laughs> but anyway, that was that was one of the lighter moments of that day, you know. That was Well, we had a good time. Um, you know, after we killed the deer went and had a went and had a meal you know drank a few beers had us a good time then he went back the next day and um, when i left i was leaving that morning uh friday morning he went back the next day and killed another doe hmm. you know so and i gave him this deer so we took this deer to the prep to the uh, processor you know in mississippi's you know the laws are you can't bring the deer back you know with any kind of uh yeah, like bone or spinal nine. collar yeah. brain or anything so so we took the deer to have it you know and i i got him to go ahead and uh and skin him out, caved and then out. I caped him the next day and got the got the antlers mm-hmm. off of him. Um, so I, you know, I didn't. I told myself I ain't taking no chances with him. No, know? that's for sure. Not taking any chance and have him confiscated on the way back in or something. So we went ahead and followed all the
2: rules. Got the, you know, got everything mm-hmm. done. Got him done.
1: Yeah, up. you got to pay attention to that now, man. Because
0: it's well, a well, big deal. It's a well, bunch I of crazy. Think
2: in Illinois, you've got to like with your meat, you can't cut it off the bone and debone they it. They won't you take get it to a processor.
0: Well, no, they'll take. Uh, so so the processors that we went to. Will take a deboned deer, but they will not take a deer that's been skinned. It's weird. That's sort of weird to me. So if you if you skin him and quartered him up and he was on the bone, they will not take him. But if you skin him and debone him and bring them bags of meat, they'll take him. Weird. I, it's it's just their policy. Huh. I don't know. The only other thing that I I don't like so I have a problem with, like up there now. Like you go where you you go to Dale? Who's who do you? Who's your Dwight, right? Dwight gives you back the deer you killed, right? Yeah, he's a stickler on that. Yeah. Those guys do not. None of them yeah, do. It just goes in a pot. It goes into a freaking pot. Yeah, you hear you about that. You don't know what you're getting.
1: You hear getting. about that a lot on processors. Especially they, up just, north. Now, yeah, like they kind of like, I guess they weigh you meat or whatever yeah, when you bring they it in. They weigh your give meat you that and much, that's how much you get back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: and that's what me and him were talking about. You know, I said, you know, he said, that's the only thing I'm not, you know, I don't like. And I said, well. Does everybody do that? He said, that's how they all do it up here. He said, you just, you know, if they're making sausage, they make 500 pounds of sausage, and if you had a 100-pound deer, you get 100 pounds of deer sausage. Yeah,
1: they, yeah. The only thing about that, man, it's like, you know, you see people, I deal with that with taxidermy. Who don't you know, know they, how to take care of an leave animal. it in the back of the truck for a week, two days, three days, whatever Driving is, around and, with him. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: green, got slime on him by the time you get him, you know, hair sliding off of him. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: man, I just
0: yeah so i got issue with that but that's just it's their standard he said that's the way they all do it up there and you know okay i mean i don't know but i just know that the the processor that we dealt with that took now they were polite enough and i you know called them up said hey that was a big thing i was like hey man look i'm going to mississippi tomorrow and i can't bring this deer back with the skull attached i've got to have it skint and the skull removed and they were like we'll take care of it just bring it up bring it to us we'll take care
1: of it that's good
0: you know yeah because most of the time they, that deer went right in the freezer just like he was you know until they got around to him and they said well because of your situation we'll, we'll take care of it for yeah now. you know but like i said i, I don't think i would have like i wouldn't have dropped off the deer to them to be processed not knowing that i'm getting my deer back yeah, I mean, yeah. they're not me. i'm not getting no, somebody I, else i to mean steal. i want my meat I want my meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, why I have, you know how, how you take well, care that's of That's why it, I really? have my own grinder. I have my own sausage stuff where I have my own smoker, you know. I make my I do my own. Um I don't make sausage like Rick and Dwight's so, though. That's man, good shit, oh. shit's good. But maybe we
1: can get Dwight as a sponsor.
0: Maybe we just need him to come out here and talk to us one day about, you know, <laughs> taking care of all these deer. And bring yep. some sausage. And bring some dang sausage. I'm sure there's somebody who didn't pick some up, oh, and he yeah, can bring I'm us sure. a little bit. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, oh, we're an hour and a half in. That's that's my Illinois uh, hunt, man. It was a blast. It uh, sounds like it. I can't. I can't thank Mike. I mean, he was the guy. You know, if it wasn't for him,
1: probably wouldn't have happened.
0: You know, um, could have stayed with him, but didn't. You know, I'm a snorer. I'm loud. I fart.
1: A yeah, lot. you don't want to like, sleep. I don't want to mess. You don't want to overdo. You welcome. Yeah, sometimes on things like, like that. I understand yeah. that, but I mean, man, that's crazy. How much, that's he's like, how many guy. good people you meet through it is, hunting random conversations. just it was well, just just outdoors that's in right. general, you know? Hell, just I would have never met none of y'all sitting on the side of me if it wouldn't have been. I met Wayne through probably through Johnny, yeah, bass, somebody, you know, because you was going moose hunting, I was going moose hunting, yep. just little things. You meet somebody, right. and next thing you know, it's like that's that's, right. the, that's who you de- you talk to every day, yep. I, and you look at I mean, us, you know, I mean. Yeah, you know,
0: Facebook post.
1: Wayne know, likes and like, turkey hunt. Hey, I don't give a them. fuck about turkey hunting, but <laughs> well, anyway, I mean I'm, we still. <laughs> I'm sort of like I. saw it's weird
0: because I'm like I'm, the, I'm in the middle. I'm not a die hard guy like Wayne, but I'm not quite like you yeah, where I, I don't. You know, him. I'll hunt them for a couple of weeks and then I'll get. I got other things going on, so I don't. I'm not devoted like you know. I got friends who are devoted to. They, I got friends who take the entire 45 day season off. They don't work. They don't do anything it's except turkey I
1: don't know what the hell kind of podcast we're gonna have in March. Or or Like turkey season, cause we're going to talk about turkeys, and, <laughs> and you're just going to sit over there and grumble and drink beer. That's, you know, that's gonna be it. it's going to be what it's going to be. If you if you could bow
0: hunt them, you you if if you bow hunt them, you uh, might you might like them enough to bow hunt them. Maybe. You know, if you thought, well, if I can shoot one with my bow, you know, because we are bow hunting snobs.
2: Yeah. You know, I keep telling him he'd just go with me and experience what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and when maybe, he killed
2: his elk this year. When we found him and everything, or after he shot him and everything kind of settled down, I'm like, you realize this is how I hunt turkeys. It is, it is
0: turkey hunting. I mean, that elk hunting is turkey hunting. I always say that's, that's say, what I hear. But elk hunting little, is turkey hunting on steroids. Yeah, you know, no doubt. I mean, but it's the exact same thing. Running gun. That's how I like to hunt. I like moving all around, move in tight, set up, make calls, try to make it happen. If it don't happen, off and to I'm the working. next one. You just move to the next one over and over and over mm. again. That's how I like to hunt too. All right. Um, so that's going to be the end of this one. We're going to call this at, uh, at an hour and 32 minutes and some change. Uh, great hunt. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't ask for any more. Um, appreciate y'all listening to me drag that out. It's a long way. To, I took a long time
1: to tell that story. I can see one. Wayne's like, damn, dude, would you hurry up?
0: <laughs> it's just
2: starting over here. <laughs> All
1: right, guys, nah, we're going to – get getting a story like that. Yeah. It's, you got it. I mean, it's – Well, we, you,
0: wanted, we wanted to tell a good story. I feel sort of, like I said, you know, I, I know I'm the sort of like the main moderator, host guy, and I, I sort of feel like I monopolize everybody's time just telling my story, but – um, we're going to record another one right after this because Wayne, when you when we come back from this live, so in about three weeks Wayne will be a dad. Lee, Lee. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. wrong person. <laughs> Wayne's thinking I damn well better not.
1: Be. And <laughs> yeah, I've been Wayne's daddy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, but just not an official. <laughs> uh,
0: Lee will be a dad for a first time dad when we come back um, by the by podcast number yeah, four. Like- Three days. Lee will be a Lee will be a first time dad. So we're gonna take we're gonna record two tonight. Um, up next is uh, Wayne Nations and his Alaskan adventure uh, for it, Sid Kadir.
2: It was an adventure.
0: And I'm gonna tell you the truth. Now we don't know anything. So I, everybody sort of knew I had killed this deer. They didn't know the story, but they all knew I'd killed it. We don't know if he missed we don't know if he zeroed we don't know if he freaking shot one it got eaten by a bear for all we know he stayed at the bar he didn't get eaten by a bear because he's here (laughs) no but the deer could have we don't even know you know the only thing we know is that he made it back from his trip and and that is all we know so y'all um this one is going to end and then the next one is going to blink in. we're gonna we'll drop it the next week Uh, and i want to build that suspense we're going to drop this this week next week we're dropping wayne's Y'all need to come back and tune in for that, because that should, it's, I think it's going to be a great story. If it's not, I'm going to be so disappointed in it, you. It's a story. That's <laughs> I all can I can tell say. you. All right, that's it for us, guys. Um, Wayne, anything to say before we get out of here?
2: Don't be scared to get out there and do it. Yeah, that's it. That's, yep. yeah, that I yeah. agree. Yep. Yeah, Public land, turkey hunting, elk hunting, whatever. Yep. Put your mind to it and go do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's
1: all doable. It
0: is. It is all doable. All right, guys, uh, like I always say, you can't kill him on the couch, so get out in the woods and go hunting. All right, we're out.